0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's a question we aren't asking about David Bell, but I'm going to ask it to Steve on today's Locked On Reds.
1: You are locked on Reds. Daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked
0: On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have taken that passion and turned it into information for you on today's podcast we are going to look at the man in charge in the dugout david bell we're going to spend some time looking at what he's done so far and we're going to look at where he is going and it sounds like Jeff Carr has a question for me, and I love it when he does this kind of thing where he puts questions that he doesn't include in our rundown, so I have no idea what's coming. So, Jeff, get in here, and let's talk a little bit about uh, the big picture with David Bell and and, and what's going on with him. Uh, you know, He's been here since 2019 now, and it's been some good. It's been some bad. Last season was a whole lot of ugly, and uh, there's a lot of questions remaining.
0: Yeah, because honestly, before I get into my surprise question that I'm very much looking forward to asking you, I want to ask a question that I think it's the obvious question about him that everybody has been asking, and that is, what is the big picture when it comes to David Bell and the Cincinnati Reds? I mean, these four years have been so up and down when it comes to roster construction, when it comes to how much ownership is invested in the playoff uh, aspirations of the team, Feels like there were about a year, maybe two years that they cared about that sort of thing and two years where they didn't. So overall, he has been working with a motley crew in a lot of different cases. But what does that mean for him? Because I still don't necessarily have a grasp on that.
1: You know, I think it boils down to what lens do you want to look at David Bell through? Uh, Let's let's be honest. You know, he was hired by an ownership group that just in an unprecedented way is just bad. They're just bad. Uh, Bob and the SOB son of Bob, Phil, (laughs) are both very terrible owners. They're just very bad. So you have to really look at the things that David Bell has control over when you're trying to judge him. He's done some things that I think are positive. You know, he should get a lot of credit for helping to pull this franchise that was probably really fighting it tooth and nail Picture, you know, claws in a chalkboard dragging across, leaving lines as you pulled this franchise into using analytics and advanced metrics and numbers and things that don't involve your gut. The Reds were not about that, and David Bell has helped facilitate that change. Now, they did overshoot the mark and had to course correct. We've talked to Chris Welsh about that. We've talked to other guys about that. They adjusted back more towards the center a little bit, uh, utilizing the baseball people with the analytics. But David Bell gets a lot of credit for that. He's adjusted on the fly. He's made moves. He's done things to help bring this city along as far as that goes. Uh, There's lots of things that people are unhappy with him about, some in his control, but I tell you, by and large, Jeff, most of the things that people complain about David Bell uh, are things that, I mean, what do you want him to do? What, they're out of his control.
0: It's true. And to be honest with you, I think that the manager always gets too much of the blame and not enough of the credit and all this other stuff, but, um, and to add every cliche in there, but also I, I always think of what Sparky Anderson said. He's just like, you know, people consider me the best manager in franchise history, but I got to manage how many hall of famers? Like it's all about the guys on the field, but I do have a question about that because sure. He has no control over the roster. Let's jump into my thought on this because there's a question we're not asking. Last year, the Reds started 3-22. and 22. 2019, another year where they really weren't trying for anything. They started 1-8, and eight and they never eclipsed 500. Now, 2021, they were trying. They messed around with 500 baseball until July. And in 2020, the year that really they had aimed for the year that they had built for with the Trevor Bauer trade and different other moves that they had made. And of course, COVID and all this and a shortened season. So lots of things kind of got messed up there, but they didn't get above 500 with that roster until game number 55. Coming into the season. I feel like guys need to be ready. Is that on David Bell? Our poor starts. Because of poor management.
1: And if not, why? I think he does probably bear a little responsibility, uh, but the game is evolving. Spring training is really no longer about, you know, guys playing their way into shape through games. There's all of the backfields and off field and locker room stuff that goes on out in Goodyear that's supposed to get guys ready. Now, David Bell can facilitate uh, programs being built and trainers being brought in and all those kind of things. But at the end of the day, the player has to be accountable and responsible for getting themselves ready. And it then falls on David Bell to say, you know what, Mike Moustakis, you're chunky you're out of shape you can't play defense and I'm not putting you in the game and that I think is where David Bell deserves a little bit of criticism running guys out there that we all clearly recognize shouldn't be running out there and I think he sticks with guys a little too long he's a little too much of a players manager he's a little too much of a friend versus a boss and I think that's where I fault him but as far as getting them ready going into a season you know I don't think that's on him and we've seen wholesale changes this last offseason and including a complete overhaul of the training and medical staff, which tells me a lot. I think that there is where the finger you're trying to point right now should probably be directed. It should be directed at the trainers and the medical staff that couldn't keep everybody on the team from being hurt all at the same time, didn't have guys in shape to play, didn't have them ready for 162-game season, and now all of those guys are, are deservingly out of a job.
0: I wonder about that because I look at those teams and they're all they're four very vastly different teams. The 2019 team, the 2020 team, 2021, 2022. Lots and lots of differences on the roster. The one constant is him. But I I do agree with you. I think that there's a lot of measure born but on But that's the- not a
1: true that's not a true statement. The one constant is not him. The one constant is the, the surrounding support staff that the GM and the ownership group and everybody else hired and brought in to surround David Bell. Now, yeah, I'm certain David Bell had a say in some of those guys, but at yeah. the end of the day, I don't think it's the manager hiring the team doctor. I don't think it's the manager developing all of the workout and training programs. I don't think it's the manager that's bringing in those personal trainers and the nutritionists and all of that axillary staff that is supposed to get these Players ready to play. That's somebody else's job. That's guys in the front office working for Nick Crawl. Now, those are the guys that didn't do a good job, and they are also a constant. And I
0: do think that that is where, okay, so maybe it's not the starts, maybe it's not how slow the team gets out of the gate, but when you boil that all down, I think that's where you get back to the point of him being too much of a player's manager because that's always something we talk about, right? Like guys are languishing on the bench with an injury that we know they should be on the injured list for. We know that they should be off the roster, rehabbing, getting better and getting ready to play. And I think that, yes, the player is part of that. And there's a little bit of the front office involved as well. But I think at that point, that is something where David Bell should be able to put his foot down on. And I feel like that never happens. Like Jonathan India, to his credit is never going to tell somebody he cannot play. He is never going to tell David Bell that he doesn't feel good enough to play. This is where I look at David Bell and I sort of have question marks about, I do feel like there's plenty that he's not responsible for that. A lot of people like to give him blame uh, about, but I think there's a key question about him that I don't have an answer to. And I think because of that, I don't think we know what David Bell's legacy
1: as Red's manager is just yet. Well, this is what I do know, Jeff. I know that the 2022 season wasn't on him. Uh, It's just a fact, but how was his performance with what he was given? How do we rate what he did uh, having to construct a lineup with Tyler Motter in it? Uh, We're going to dive into that coming up next. Uh, Davis Bell's job. Might not be safe, it might be safe. But if you want your house to be safe, well, we've got a deal for you because this podcast today is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Simply Safe Home Security. Uh, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why we love it. It's super customizable. It's not a situation where you have to buy a bunch of things that you don't want or you don't need in order to get the protection that you do want. The system integrates well into your home and it's easy to self-install. No need to have a tech come out between the hours of 8 a.m. and midnight and just for you to miss them anyway because you ran to the bathroom or were fixing a snack. Uh, You don't have to do that. It's not a bulky unit that damages or messes up your house. You can simply install it yourself at your convenience and start enjoying emergency 24-7 professional monitoring with uh, monitoring agents that use the fast protect technology exclusively from Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat to your home is real. And they can get you priority police response. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/slash locked on MLB. You're gonna save 50% today on your Simply Safe security system. Just visit SimplySafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more because there's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, coming up on tomorrow's podcast, we go live once again for another Aloha Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, folks. Jeff and I will be here. We're going to be talking Reds baseball. We're going to be taking your comments and your questions because you will once again be in the driver's seat. So if you are not subscribed to our YouTube feed, make sure you click subscribe and make sure you click the bell. Clicking the bell is going to get you notified whenever we go live, whenever we drop something extra, something special special, we're going to have it all right there for you. So make sure you are subscribed over at YouTube. All right, Jeff, let's jump back into this David Bell conversation. And your next note is triggering me. I don't know where you want to go with this. So I'm just going to hand it over to you. (laughs) <laughs> when I see this because like there, there was
0: one thing that David Bell had control over of in 2022 and that was how many times Hunter Strickland came out of the bullpen so I ask you Steve is Hunter Strickland coming back next
1: year god I hope not you know and this is what I was talking <laughs> about earlier this is the exact guy I was thinking of and I love that you had this snuck into the show notes when I said you know he kept running guys out there that we knew clearly didn't need to be out there and Hunter Strickland was one of those guys Mike Mustakas was one of those guys uh, that shouldn't have been being run out there every day. Uh, this is where I judge David Bell a little bit more harshly and think he was too much of a player's manager. Uh, you know, granted, this is another area where Bell has some say, but not complete control. And that's who's on the roster. At the end of the day, Nick Kral decides who is on this roster. He gives David Bell a group of twenty six players and says, "Go with God, do your best." And I think at times, David Bell did not do his best. And I understand managing a bullpen for 162 game is is a whole lot of skill and finesse. It's science and art. You have to juggle. You have to think two moves ahead and know who you want to have available for tomorrow. So you're not going to use them today. You got to do all of those things. But Taking all that into account, the number of times that Hunter Strickland finished a game, I think he split that bonus with David Bell. There was a bonus built into Hunter Strickland's contract <laughs> that got him, what, like $200,000 if he Something hit like, like a that, certain yeah. number? I think he wrote David Bell a check for 100 k Someone needs to audit the finances, check the bank accounts. This check exists, I'm telling you. There's no other good explanation for why this happened.
0: Well, I, I think that it was probably some kind of conversation of like, look, Hunter, this team isn't going anywhere. I know about this bonus. Let's get you paid. No, no, no. I, I I look at the way that David Bell managed this roster in 2022, and I think he did – like 90% of the best job that he possibly could. Like, yes, there were a couple of guys like that, that you're just like, why did you keep trusting them in certain situations? But with as many dudes as were hurt, like I'm pretty sure he wasn't expecting a whole lot of time for Hunter Strickland to be out there on the mound. But instead he got ripped away from half of his bullpen. Like, I mean, Lucas Sims, DJ, Antone, Tony Santion, basically by the middle of June, All of those guys were completely out of the picture and the way that he managed those guys moving forward, I think was, you know, a little bit of walking through your house at nighttime without turning on any of the lights. And sometimes he stepped his, you know, stubbed his toe on a Lego, i.e. Hunter Strickland. But for some reason he kept stubbing his toe on the same Lego and and like choosing to, and and that's kind of where you get into this question of, all right, What kind of a manager is David Bell? Because we know what he doesn't do. We know he doesn't call a lot of steals. We know he doesn't call a lot of bunts. We know, and and maybe the steals come back a little bit because in his first year manager, he actually did call a decent number of steals compared to the rest of the league. But last year it was way below league average. So I, I think that there's a happy medium that's about to come about with this roster, but as it stands, I, I, I just kind of feel like we know who he is moving forward. And I don't know that that's going to change a whole
1: lot. Uh, well, in his defense, <laughs> 2022, I, he probably didn't know half the guys in the locker room. He probably didn't <laughs> know how fast they were. Didn't know if they could run. Didn't know if they could steal. Um, I, Shout out to whoever was keeping track of all the player names throughout the season. You know, I was like, you know, I'm sure David rolls through the the dugout and is like, "Hey, Philip, how are you?" And someone leans in his ear and goes, "That guy's named Stan." Oh, hey, Stan, (laughs) how are you doing today? You know, I it was bad. It was very bad. Make a
0: call out to the bullpen. We need Uh, that Ian guy, Ian Jabot. Just
1: have somebody throw a baseball. That's how he called down to the bullpen. He's like, just (laughs) if there's if there's anybody down there that's right-handed, have them throw a ball right now. Right. Um <laughs> the, the thing is with the steals with the bunts let's not bring back a lot of bunting um i don't no, aware no, no, no. about that but not the steals Also remember that Major League Baseball is making a, an effort to increase the running game they're making yeah. an effort in the 2023 baseball season to have teams steal more. They're going to crack down on pitchers with the wiggles and the shimmies and the shakes. They're going to make the bases bigger. And those two things combined should prompt a little bit more steal attempts. So that backup catcher, that catcher conversation we've been having becomes more important. We'll continue to dig through that as the offseason progresses. But with David Bell, I think there's not a whole lot about 2022 you can really judge him on other than continuing to stick with guys in bad situations because everybody else, it was a gamble. I mean, who knew? What do you, I mean, I, I know I keep coming back to this, Jeff, but he had to start a guy named Tyler Motter at third Taylor base. Motter. See, I don't even know his name. <laughs> no, had no, no, but him, I, I, I do. Had to put him at the hot corner and he couldn't catch the ball. <laughs> This is what we were dealing with in 2022.
0: Right. And I hear you on that. And I'll say this too, because it was widely reported and something that we don't see on a broadcast, or even if we're at the ballpark and we're watching the game, we don't necessarily see it right in front of us, but it was widely reported from guys like C Trent and guys like Mark Sheldon that in the clubhouse, in the locker room with the team they all trusted him implicitly and he earned their trust. It wasn't as if it was forced upon them or, you know, they gave it freely for no reason whatsoever. He is the kind of guy that a player wants to play for. Now, whether or not that translates to wins and losses on the field relative to the talent that you have, we haven't seen that. But we have seen the fact that he – at least has the respect and he gives the respect to his players. And I think that that's definitely got to be mentioned whenever we're talking about the profile of David Bell moving forward.
1: And, and I think you hit on something that I've been kind of saying all year long when you, especially when you talked about Jonathan India, David Bell, I think had an obligation to at times protect some of these players from themselves. Yes. Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India are the biggest examples of this. And there wasn't a whole lot that he could do about Tyler Stevenson. That clavicle injury was what it was. It just was a fluke. But Jonathan India, I said it as soon as he, I, you can probably one day, I'm going to have you pull up the text that I sent you when he pulled that hamstring the first time, because it was clear to me, he needed to be shut down. Yeah. And they didn't do it, and it led to a series of unfortunate events. And and had David Bell stepped in there and like, listen, Jonathan, I know you're a gamer. I know you're a ball player, all the magic words, and then said, I'm not going to play you. So, uh, And then told Nick Crawl, you can keep him on the active roster. I am not going to play him because he is not 100%, and we run the risk of derailing his season. That's what David Bell should have done, and he didn't. Lemony Snicket's indeed, but I know this, the whole picture for
0: 2022 is 2022. Wasn't on him, but it wasn't, wasn't on him, but there's a pattern here. We're getting to our point on David Bell and coming up next, we will get to that point. Thanks so much for making Locked On Reds your first listen. As always, we are free and available on all platforms. In between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on reds. You can also follow our friends bet online, go to betonline.net because bet online is where the game starts. They've got all the props and odds and lines that you're going to want. Whether you're talking about major league baseball, the NFL, NCAA basketball, NCAA football, a little bit behind the scenes there. You can tell that this was not supposed to happen the way that it has happened, but the way that you want your bet to happen will happen at betonline.net and (laughs) They have got the kind of website that works well on your desktop. You can find it on your mobile device, and they have all kinds of articles, all kinds of podcasts, and everything to keep you up to date for your next great bet. That's betonline.net because betonline is where the game starts.
1: Elite pivot by me, elite pivot. I'm inside calling baseball, it right now. Call my shot baseball for all of our listeners. Jeff completely missed the ad read Flew right <laughs> by it. I'm trying to get his attention off camera and he somehow elite managed pivot. to save it. Good job. That that was the, that was the most nimble you have been in a decade. That was a good job. Elite
0: <laughs> Oh my God. The ghost. Oh. You are
1: an athlete. <laughs>
0: this just, oh, it's got me all kind of frazzled. And I'll tell you what, I, when I look at the future of David Bell, I'm still a little bit frazzled there too, because I don't know. Like when, when we look at what he has done, when we look at his big picture, when he started in 2019 to now, what he did last season, in some cases where we actually could like rate him and give him a grade as to how he handled a certain situation. I feel like for everything that he does good, There's plenty of things that you can look at and say, all right, I I, I'm confused about this. So I don't know. Do we know what we don't
1: know about David Bell? You know, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. These are the things that I know. I know that there's not going to come a point in time where the Cincinnati Reds under the Castellini ownership group fire David Bell. It's simply not going to happen. Now, that being said, I also have reached a point in my thinking with David Bell that I don't believe him to be the skipper to drive this ship to the promised land once all the talent arrives. The more I see of David Bell, the more I hear from David Bell, the more I understand his thought process. David Bell is going to be the next great general manager of this franchise. He is going to boost up. Everybody's going to get a promotion. David Bell is going to move up. They'll bring somebody else in to manage the young guys and take them on what they believe to be a postseason run. Is that guy Barry Larkin? I don't know. I don't know who that guy is. Everybody kind of falls into that lane. That's why Barry's staying around. That's why he's in the booth. That's why he's staying close to the team. I don't know if that's true, but what I do know is David Bell uh, is going to get promoted and they're going to have to find somebody else. And I think that probably happens 2025. That's my prediction. I just, I just don't know. Like I, I keep looking at it and
0: I'm like, okay, I can make a case against him, which was what I was trying to do by looking at how the reds have started seasons. You can make a case for him because he's such a good players manager and guys love playing for him. But at the end of the day, I feel like for everything that he does, I don't know that he adds anything to the team, but I don't necessarily know that he takes a whole lot away. Like he might be a net negative when it comes to affecting this team. And does that mean you can get a replacement for him? Sure. But when you look for a replacement for David Bell, they're not looking for somebody who's much different. They're not going to go get a guy that all of a sudden, okay, let's, let's put it this way. They're not getting Jim Riggleman back. That's not happening. They're not bringing him back to call down a bunt whenever they got the fourth hole hitter up like Tyler Stevens is not laying down a bunt. All right. It's just not going to happen. And I get like so many people want certain styles of baseball, but there's a reason that you don't see those certain styles of baseball anymore because the game has moved on and the game will continue to move on with new managers who have new ways of thinking and with a manager that is aligned in their philosophy with the organization. There's no longer you're going to get this superstar guy. Like I, I, I feel like this needs to be said, even though I think you and I both understand this, but this needs to be said, Lou Pinnell is not walking through that door. It's, no, it is not. You're, you're going to get another guy just like David Bell if they were to fire David Bell. I think I tend to agree with you. I don't think they're going to fire him. He'll graduate into some sort of front office role before the words fired uh,
1: mm-hmm. a, accompany his name in a sentence. And remember, he does have front office experience. He has worked in the Giants organization in their front office. He does know about those kind of things. Uh, The relationship that, you know, his dad has with the Castellinis is going to prevent them from firing him. And we knew that the day they hired him. I I, I mean, you can go back and check the Twitter feeds and and people queued in on that right away. He's not getting fired. Uh, You know, for me, I think it really doesn't matter who the manager is for the next two seasons. Uh, As I've said, they could kind of maybe almost accidentally stumble their way into competing for the final wildcard spot as early as this year, 2024. They should be a a legitimate contender for the final wildcard spot. Then in 2025, Everybody should have progressed along through this system in such a way that the 2025 Reds should be being considered a favorite to win the division at that point. And at that point is when you make your moves. That's when you decide we need to tweak who's in the dugout. We need to move David Bell up into the GM role so he can go out and schmooze players and get – you know, mid-level free agent signings to come here to fill out the roster. David Bell's good for that kind of thing. Players trust him. As you say, he was a player. He has front office experience. He knows how to do all of the things. And I think that's where his value is. And then they get somebody else to manage the team and manage the youngsters. Someone that maybe has a proven history of, you know, taking young talent and moving them forward. So that's kind of how I see it playing out, Jeff. Now, uh, maybe it doesn't go that way, but... I think David Bell is just fine for right now. Yeah.
0: I think that's I think that's really where we we will kind of, you know, plant our foot at. Where we're we're at the home plate here when we're talking about our opinion on David Bell and that's he's just, you know, he's fine for where the Reds are at and yeah. yeah we're going to move on from there. Like he's he's not moving any needle. He's not, he's not, you're not looking at him for manager of the year. He finished ninth. The best I, I saw this on his baseball reference page, the best he's ever finished for manager of the year was 2020 when he finished ninth. And I don't necessarily know that we'll ever see him finish higher than that because I don't think he's going to be a guy that you look at and say, well, he innovated a team that wasn't supposed to do what they ended up doing. I think that, He is exactly as good as his roster will let him be. And that's where we are with that. And I think that that is where we will end. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to this episode here. If you have, I'm sure you have an opinion about David Bell, make sure you drop it down in the comments section, or you can hit us up on Twitter. Different Twitter handles are right here. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, it's at Jeff Carr with three F's at Steve Offenbaker with two F's and at locked on reds but that's going to do it for us here coming up tomorrow aloha friday we are going to be alive and we're going to have hawaiian shirts on even though it's 20 degrees here in ohio and we are Not going to be talking about here uh, and we're going to be talking about what you have questions about as we get into the offseason for these Cincinnati reds. Now go check out the locked on sports today podcast as they have you covered all the biggest stories and all the biggest game recaps in sports. There's a very awesome interview with our locked on Virginia host on today's locked on sports today episode. You're not going to want to miss it. Locked on sports today is just like locked on reds free and available on all platforms. Steve, the future is something with David Bell The Reds will hopefully be good again. He may or may not be ahead of the class for that.
1: What's that mean for you and me? Well, it means you and I are going to continue to pay attention to this team, even as I am sitting on the beach this weekend enjoying a cold beverage and you are dodging snowballs. I will be monitoring the transaction feeds, the waiver wires, the breaking news, and all of the information so that we can bring it right back here because we are locked on Reds every single day.